Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist in Yankton, South Dakota. And let me be one of the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, I've been thinking a lot about um, what makes Christmas Christmas, or at least what makes Christmas feel like Christmas. And I suppose the reason I've been thinking about it is we have um, a number of people who this year's Christmas is going to look different for a variety of reasons. And I think kind of asking that question, um, what makes Christmas feel like Christmas when the things that are normal, the things that are typical are no longer there? Um, Last night, we had our Blue Christmas service here at the church, and that is a service particularly for those who are grieving at this time. Grieving a lost loved one is is especially difficult, but it's not limited to that. People grieve a many different (laughs) things. Um, Grieving loss of circumstances, loss of jobs, loss of health, loss of um, hopes and expectations. Um, There's a lot of things. And So what does it look like when the traditions or the joy or the um, blessing just doesn't feel like it's there? Um, I also was having a conversation with someone about my own shifting Christmas traditions in my life. And I think, I mean, we all have that happen where you have the traditions growing up with you know, your family of origin and kind of the things that you did as a child and the things that you looked forward to and that you cared about. And then as you um, grow older and things shift, maybe you move out of your parents' house, maybe you start creating a family of your own, start blending traditions, start trying to um, figure out uh, how to celebrate with everybody um, as as you start to, your kids start to grow and they have their own things happening you know, like there's always this constant shift and this constant um, change sort of in the midst of this time that's full of a lot of tradition, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of um, memories of what once was. Um, And so I think even just in my own life, I was sharing just this morning, actually, uh, that um, one of the things that I miss of celebrating Christmas in my family of origin for me growing up um, in the church that I grew up in was a church that had three different churches come together and they came from the German Lutheran and the Norwegian Lutheran traditions Um, and so one of the ways growing up that that church held on to that heritage was on Christmas Eve. We would sing Silent Night, one verse in German, and we would sing one verse of I Am So Glad Each Christmas Eve, which is not even a song we have in our Methodist hymnal. Uh, We would sing one verse of that in Norwegian, or at least we would all attempt to, because nobody actually spoke Norwegian in our church anymore. Um, German, I had a little better chance. I took German in high school. We had German exchange students, so I felt a little more confident in that one. Um, But that's not something I've been able to do since uh, becoming a pastor myself. Um, I do not have Christmas Eve off ever. Uh, And this is not a pity me, but it's just the reality is that that's not something that that I get to do anymore, um, unless I were to force it on one of my churches, which just doesn't feel um, 
genuine to do. Uh, the reason made sense in that church, why they did it. Um, but I look back on it now as a fond memory, and sometimes I will sing the German Silent Night under my breath, um, just to connect myself back to back to those memories. Um, and so I wonder, you know, as as uh, Christmas is upon us, what are those things? What are those things that that make it feel like Christmas for you? Um, are they family traditions? Are, is it seeing someone's uh, special? Is it um, maybe something that's homemade? Um, maybe it's a certain Christmas treat. Uh, my family is has always been very big um, in having lefts at the holidays, and um, that, even that is shifting for us because it, it's a lot of work to make, and um, you know, not all of us can do that, and so. You know what are what are those things that that as our traditions as as um, things change and shift, or maybe as we find ourselves in a season of poor health or um, isolation or you know being away from our loved ones for a variety of reasons, what do you do to help make this feel like Christmas? What does Christmas mean to you? Uh, this last week. The final Advent sermon that I preached was um, I used a Charlie Brown Christmas in in the um, sermon, and I got a real kick out of how many people really um, related to that, really love that special in particular, and 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 it is true for me that um, I would say of all the Christmas specials that I've ever seen or watched and Christmas movies, I mean ones that I that I love i mean you you already know i'm a huge home alone fan uh that is my christmas movie um but even in that movie it it doesn't touch on what is christmas um what is the point of christmas what is the meaning of it um what are what are we meant to be doing at christmas we have all the things that we've built up around it, all the things that we do. We have all the things that we get caught up in and spend our time doing or worrying about or fretting about. Um, and I'm no different. <laughs> but to go back and ask the question of what is Christmas meant for? Uh, and and how do we best observe that and recognize that and, and make meaning from that? Um, and so as, as we contemplate and especially as I think of those who for a variety of reasons again this year Christmas will be different and stripped back maybe of all of the kind of pageantry and tradition um can we find that kernel of what is real and and what is it that we are celebrating and what is it and why does why is that important and what does that mean for us um and go back to Linus, and he and he shares from the Gospel of Luke that, you know, the meaning of Christmas is this good news of great joy that the angels were telling the shepherds that a Savior has been born, that the Messiah has come, that born to us in the city of David, a child has been born, that the Messiah has arrived. That we are no longer stuck in darkness, but the light has come and the light will overcome the darkness and that we have hope. We have hope because God has come. Emmanuel, God with us. 
And that should inspire in us gratitude and joy and merriment and excitement and all of the things that we love so much about Christmas. And but but those are those are the responses to what's really important. Those aren't the important things in and of themselves. And so um yeah, just I don't know if it's just as I get older and or maybe it's because my house is always so chaotic. I have three small children that have a lot of energy and a lot of stuff uh, that that I am longing for more simplicity and more um really just getting down to what really matters and and what I really care about and what I really and, and to kind of strip away all of the the excess that can come and to really appreciate what what has happened and what has been given and what God has done and what God is asking me to do and yeah I don't uh it's not that I don't love all of this and I <laughs> I love Christmas goodies in particular. Last year, I wasn't able to eat most of the Christmas goodies because I don't know if you all remember, but I was very pregnant and got put on a no-caffeine regimen, which meant no coffee, which, mm, that was rough. But also no chocolate because chocolate had caffeine in it. And so this year, believe me when I tell you that I have been deeply enjoying um the goodies that that you have been so graciously giving us, um, maybe to the detriment of my waistline, but that is for another day to worry about. Um, it's not that I don't take great joy in those things, but would it still be Christmas without them? That's what I want to get to. If I didn't have a Christmas tree, would it still be Christmas? If I didn't have Christmas goodies, would it still be Christmas? If I didn't get to see my family, would it still be Christmas? If I didn't have any presents or give any presents, would it still be Christmas? If I didn't see a program, would it still be Christmas? If I didn't listen to Christmas music, would it still be Christmas? If you take all of that away, that, is there anything left? In the way that we celebrate Christmas, is there anything left? And if there is, what is that? And can we get to that, to the heart, to the to the soul of, of the celebration, to the soul of this, you know, it was a feast day. And I learned this week that feast days weren't really like meant for feasting because honestly, there's a feast day every day of the year for a different saint or a different, but that <clears throat> December 25th became the feast day. Um, you know, and again, a solemn day, a, a holy day. And I'm not saying that we should get rid of all of our decorations and everything, but but in the midst of all of that, not to make Christmas about all of the things that surround it, but to spend at least a little time, a little attention, a little care for what God has done. And, and for what that means for us. So it's not just about a baby, is it? 
Pathis long expected hope. This dream, this need for people that were stuck in in their sin. And by sin, I mean, really, they were stuck in this brokenness. Some of which they caused themselves because we do that sometimes. We make bad decisions for ourselves or we have these bad habits or these these things that's like, I know it's wrong. Paul says, like, I know the things that I want to do, and I can't help but do the things that I don't want to do. So we have that side of sin, but then also this just brokenness of, of the way the things are in the world. And it can be so overwhelming, and we can't fix it on our own. And so we have this longing in us and this hope that it can get better. And as Christians, we celebrate Christmas because we celebrate that it that God gave us the answer in Christ. That all this darkness, all this brokenness, all these things that we see around us that we go, that's just not right. This is awful the way things are happening. Feel so broken. We can know that that will not win out. In Christ, the light has come and the light has overcome the darkness. Darkness does not win. Does not rule the day. And so this Christmas... Uh, I hope that you're able to latch on to that. That the good merriment and the good feeling and the and the joy and the mercy and the grace and the generosity that is surrounding this time, that that is coming from a real sense of hope. That whatever is difficult, whatever is hard, whatever is not right, whatever is broken within us can be healed. That, does, that it, it will not keep us from God because God has made a way. Not because we have fixed it, but because God will fix it. Maybe not in the way that we think, not in the timing that we think, but God has the power and ability to do it. That is the good news of Christmas. And so I invite you, if you... Uh, are struggling this Christmas, if you're just not feeling it, maybe maybe this Christmas just feels too hard, I invite you to go to our Facebook page or here on our YouTube page and check out our Blue Christmas service. It's for you, where we name and recognize the brokenness of the world and of our lives, the ways in which we have done that, the ways in which it has been done to us. But even in the midst of that, that we find our hope in Christ. And then I also invite you to come to worship with us on Christmas Eve. We're going to be offering two worship services, one at 4.30 and one at 7. They're both afternoon and evening, not 4.30 in the morning. Because why would I do that? <laughs> why would I even assume that you would think that? But uh, just to be very clear, 4.30 and 7 p.m. This Saturday, 
December 24th, where we will celebrate the coming of Christ. Now, typically we do worship on Sundays. That is our regular habit of worship. And this year, Christmas Day falls on Sunday. And um, we have chosen to um, forego an in-person worship. And so we are going to invite you to worship with us online. <laughs> and when I say us, uh, we're actually going to be sharing um, a very Dakota's Christmas, which is a worship service that is that has been done as a gift to our churches by the conference. Um, and so uh, you will be getting to experience some of the most wonderful things um, and, and worshiping along with people across the conference. Um, and so you won't be seeing me on Christmas Day. Uh, I'm going to be spending that with my family. Uh, and, and part of the reason we chose to do it this way was to allow also our staff that, that have to be here to help make a service happen. We wanted them to be able to spend it with their family too. And this way they can worship with their family wherever they are. Um, and so that's our gift to them. And so that will be Sunday at 10 a.m., you can find that service where you find um, uh, uh, on our YouTube channel here or also on our website where we you'll find all of our streaming um, or services. I'm very excited for that and, and for, for us to be able to um, experience uh, worship in a different way. Um, for you to be able to hear someone else preach for a change. <laughs> uh, I joke, but I'm also very grateful and excited to to hear from Bishop Deb Kesey. She will be um, finishing up her time as our interim bishop uh, with this service. Um, starting January 1st, we our new bishop-elect, Bishop Lynette Planbeck, will be uh, on duty. She will start, and we are very grateful to be having our own bishop. Well, to not be having just interim bishops again. I'm very grateful to De Bishop Deb Kesey um, and Bishop O, and I'm forgetting the other one from Iowa. I can see her, but her name is not coming to me right now for serving at, in the interim capacity. Why isn't her name coming to me? It's just not. It's just not. Um, <clears throat> but I... Uh, there's something different when when someone is going to be committed for eight years to be our bishop. We will be sharing Bishop Lynette Planbeck with the Minnesota Conference as as we have done in the past with Bishop O. And so um, I, I ask for your blessing and your prayers for her as she enters into um, a really tough time uh, to to take kind of hold of the leadership of the conference uh, in in the church. I uh, want you to know that in the coming year, we're going to be um, shifting also with our leadership team. Um, we've had two people come off leadership team. At the, they, they will end their service at the end of the year. And so we want to, and we recognize them at our final leadership team meeting, but I also want to honor them here as well. So a big thank you uh, to Steve Pietala and Chad Herman for their many, many years of service. I think both of them have served in leadership um, kind of over the last decade in a variety of capacities. Um, and both are very deserving of some time off from that role. 
And I think looking forward to different ways of getting to plug into the church. Uh, we do have Karen Miller that will be coming on um, our SPPR side of leadership team. We are also looking at a possibility. Um, we've been asking for someone to come on finance. We hadn't had someone to fill that role. Um, we are exploring the possibility of shifting some things around. And so if you're like, I would have been willing to do leadership team, just not on the finance side, um, but I would have done trustees, we'll take that. Um, so if you are someone who has skills and giftings and, and, and are willing to work with um, our trustees, uh, let us know. Um, because we, we again, have, we've been trying to think of some creative ways and, and we've maybe found something that we can make work. Um, but it requires a person to maybe consider being a trustee on the leadership team. And so if that's you, please let me know. Um, but in the new year, we did approve our budget for 2023. It is a budget that, that will run a deficit unless our giving um, increases over the next year. You're going to be hearing more about that in detail, along with um, more in detail um, with with kind of where things are in the denomination and in the conference and, and uh, starting to get some clarity around what our church, um, who we are and what we believe and where we want to move in the future. Um, in, Dece in December, nope, in January, uh, we're going to be hosting, and just for lack of a better name for it, uh, I'm going to call it our church town hall meeting. The leadership team is going to um, kind of be leading it and with the primary purpose of of open communication, transparency, uh, to talk about um, what the church is facing um, and uh, to invite uh, you to come and to share where you are. In particular, we're going to be talking about, um, again, this conference slash denominational um, topic around homosexuality and with churches leaving the denomination. We want to just get a sense of uh, where you are in all of this and what you believe and what you have hopes for uh, for the church moving forward. Um, because ultimately, this is your church and the leadership needs to be hearing from all of you. Uh, and so that will be January 23rd. That's a Monday night at 6.30 here at the church. So I just want you to get that on your calendar. We're going to be putting that out and posting it. We would like as many people as possible to come be a part of that. Again, the more voices that we hear from, the better uh, sense we have of um, who we are as a church and what we value, what we care about. So um, mark that on your calendar. January 23rd, so Monday night at 6.30 here at the church leadership team will be leading kind of a church-wide town hall meeting. Uh, meeting, don't let that word scare you. Conversation. Conversation. How about that? That's better. I think that's better. We'll do that. Um, so just, yeah, no moving forward. Again, we always strive to be the best stewards we can with the resources and the giftings that, that we have at the church in a variety of ways. But ultimately, we're here to live into our mission. And so help us do that. So with all of that, I hope that you have a Merry Christmas and hope to see you in worship very soon. God bless. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of What's Going On, a podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Wednesday nights at 6.15 or Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can also worship with us online at firstumcyankton.org or find us on YouTube.